Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Contumacious Ant. And me, Ashraya. And today we are going to discuss if murder is really justified <laughs> with the uh, the case of Ken Rex McElroy. Oh, okay. I was thinking, wait, this is the... This is the full like generalized topic. Like, oh, this opens a can of worms, aren't like, is murder justified? I mean, I. I mean, I know a, a lot of people who listen to this will be going, well, if it's you, Ant, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we all have that coworker that we know that would be justified. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I personally. I'd like to say yes, but then it's down to individual people. And when you watch the news, it's not very, like, of of people's actions, like mm-hmm. the general public. It's like, mm, no, I wouldn't trust them to make a decision, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, just before we get started, it, this does... Hi, this well, it does contain strong subject matter. Uh, so it, obviously it's murder, but it's also about paedophilia as well, basically. So Ooh, shit, just, we're a disclaimer episode. Yeah, just so you're at that stage forewarned on it because it does get icky and uh, I, it's I didn't really want to cover it, but. It's it is interesting and it is it does open up a good discussion about whether people should be taking action into their own hands. But as we'll see, I'm I'm behind these people that did whatever they did. <laughs> You've already given the game away now. Yeah, is murder justified? Yes. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. See you next week. See you week. next week. Right, <laughs> bye. Uh, but no, there is a, there is a story behind it, and it's it's easy to go. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there is the, the 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 case of the guy in World War One who had Hitler in his sights and he didn't pull the trigger, and how would the world have been after that kind of thing? So, I mean, it's a bit of a different situation because it's war, and then murder is justified but this guy kind of didn't know what was going to happen obviously and he, he had a little bit of a heart of gold but it's a lot of responsibility being the guy that shot Hitler though well I don't, I don't know whether I'd be okay with that level of responsibility well I mean your life wouldn't be your own after that would it that's it, well, it depends. you'd be that guy yeah but I mean if he shot, if that guy shot him when he shot him, then we wouldn't have known who Hitler was. He'd just be another dead World War One person, wouldn't he? Oh, was this right? Okay. Yeah, so he was in World War One when Hitler oh, right. was injured, and uh, he he was going across uh, the, the the no man's land trying to get back to his 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 barracks. He was injured, uh, and. The sniper had him in his sights, and he chose not to pull the trigger. Uh, I can't for the life of me remember his name, but it is kind of a well-documented case. Because, obviously, what an Obed, why didn't he? But... I mean, there just would have been some other douchebag, dictator, fascist dude 
I mean, there was always Goebbels. Exactly. There was Himmler. Yeah, there was... The, Mengele. Yeah. <laughs> so... There was enough of them. Uh, he was just a figurehead, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there was a whole wave of douchebags. There was... Hitler is replaceable. Exactly, yeah. I mean, never has the word douchebags been so succinct <laughs> when you describe it a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being family friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, give it a while. We'll see how family friendly this gets. Uh, <laughs> For the record, kids, Nazis are douchebags. <laughs> yeah, just in case you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Ken Rex McElroy. Now, he was born in 1934 and he had, he was the 14th of 15 children and he was brought up in, uh, in Missouri. And obviously, having that many mouths to feed, he didn't have a great upbringing, let's say. Uh, He dropped out of school at the age of 15, and he hadn't learnt to read or write as of that point. He just didn't find education something for him. And obviously, legitimate work... It's not for me. Yeah, he just went, "Mm, nah, I'm not doing this. It's uh, not for me. Yeah, and because of this attitude, legitimate work wasn't something he was ever going to take seriously. Uh, so he started hog and cattle rustling, in which he'd pull up at a farm in the dead of night in his truck, and he'd just like steal a cow or a pig that he could sell on to people that wouldn't ask any questions. Uh That'll work. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it actually did for him. He was he was quite, I'm not going to say good at it, but he made quite a decent living at it. And he always had a roll of money on him. He was well known around town for having a uh, wad of cash. And one time he did actually cover the pool table in the local bar in $100 bills just to kind of, Show off and show flex, off, I suppose. Yeah, wow, uh, you were talk of. Yeah, he uh, he tried to hide the fact that he was up to no good by uh, leasing out his own land that he had, and he was a dog breeder, he trained hunting dogs, which he was very, very good at, apparently. And uh, he also claimed to run an antique business, uh, but whether these antiques were so stolen. Or he just like made them up. I, I, I genuinely <laughs> don't know, but it wasn't all above board. Uh, so this is kind of where it gets a little bit sketchy now. And in fairness, the info is a little bit spotty, but there's a 1955 report in the paper that he was charged with. The rape of a 14-year-old girl. Uh, McElroy was 21 at the time. And the charge was thrown out as the girl was the only witness to this. And he married her so she couldn't testify against him. <laughs> what? I mean... Yeah. How, how did he marry her, though? Like, she could... You know when they when the priest does that thing where he goes... And do you, a girl who has just been raped by this crazy-ass douchebag, 
take this crazy ass douchebag to be your loving wedded husband until death do you part why didn't she just go no actually no thanks I'm alright see ya yeah I mean all I'm gonna say on that is the it's not the deep south but the mid south in, in the 50s it wasn't a great place you know they still probably I mean, had the confederacy i mean well they've still fucking got it today so jesus <laughs> i know but what would like that that makes me a little bit dubious that that she was raped she was you don't you don't generally go on and marry the man who rapes you she's 14 so legally it doesn't really matter uh, whether she said yes no or other She's underage. She's a child, and she's not made allowed to make informed decisions. Uh, I will. I will like do air quote marks on saying married on that one, uh, on all of them. But I think you'll find out in a minute as to why the women and the families that were involved were so I'm not going to say accepting, but they were so. They let it happen, let us say. Uh, okay. So he, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know. Did he be... have a cute dog? He did have cute dogs, didn't he? Because he used to train hunting dogs. That'll be what it was. Right. Just remember that you said that actual statement there because <laughs> in about five minutes, you're going to go, oh, fuck. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Enlighten me. So, apparently, amazingly enough, he was quite a terrible husband, and he used to beat this child, and uh, obviously have his way with her. Uh, She had two children to him, and uh, just after the birth of the second child, McElroy found another child, 13 years old, that he wanted to make his, his wife. And he moved her into the house that he was living in with his current wife. That isn't legal either. Yeah. This is like a whole load of Fred West kind of shit. Yeah. And it don't get any better. Uh, So between the two of these children, they gave birth to seven kids. Jesus Christ. Uh, And... He then found another one who was his official second wife. See, it's very spotty about the wives and whatever, but there were at least four children involved with... Not with... He made four children be involved with him, let's say. And this is like his early 20s. Yeah. So he was 21 when he... Uh, quotes married his first one i think he was 25 when he he met the second child and now he's getting up into 30 ish uh so his official second wife he got pregnant pretty much straight away and she gave birth to a boy and then he met his final Paramore, let us say, who follows him to the end, uh, and it was she was called Trina McLeod, 
and apparently he would follow the school bus that oh, she was gosh. on, driving erratically and forcing it to pull over so she could get off and he would take her home. Uh, she was 12 years old at the time. Yeah. By the time she was 14, she was pregnant and living at the McElroy home with his official second wife, who's called Alice, and eight of their of of McElroy's children that he had procured over time. Oh my god. Yeah. So just after the birth of just after Trina gave birth, she decided enough was enough and Alice, who is his official second wife, and Trina decided to run uh move out, run away, get away from him. Uh, they moved back in with Trina's parents and let's just say Ken's got a bit of a temper and he wasn't really happy so he uh, he went to visit the parents and he shot a parent's dog what? yeah see so now now, now, now the nice dog statement is, is yeah murder is justified yeah case closed uh, and just in case the message hadn't got across, he burnt down the parents' house. I'm angrier at the dog. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, it's not going to end there, don't worry. Uh, oh, for God. You didn't even prep me for this shit. I know, yeah, sorry. Uh, God's sake. It's raw. I needed the disclaimer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hell. Uh, I mean, he gets shot, so he dies. That's That's the best thing I can say. That sounds too quick for me. Uh, yeah, no. So, basically, after he burnt down the house, he, he grabbed both Alice and Trina, and he beat the living crap out of them so badly that Trina needed medical care. Wow. So, she went to the hospital, and the doctor, obviously, because she was, she'd been beaten, and because she was un, she was still a child, he got social services involved, and Trina was taken into foster care. McElroy was charged with arson, rape, and brandishing a deadly weapon. And while his lawyer delayed the trial, McElroy did what he kind of enjoyed doing and did best. He went round and intimidate, intimidated the witnesses. He went back, shot the dog again. What the... Uh, yeah, I'd, now, I don't know. I couldn't find out if it was the same dog or a new dog. But he, he he shot it again. And he went and waited outside the foster family's house that Trina was staying at at all hours of the night, just staring. When he actually spoke to the parents, he said that he would swap a girl for a girl and told them that he knew the bus route that their real their their actual daughter got and the school that she went to so he's kind of insinuating that he's going to kidnap their daughter in for mm-hmm. to get trina back what so now at this point i, I think you're so. all going yeah murder is is kind of justified but this yeah. is just the tip of the fucking iceberg with this guy right uh trina eventually went back to the McElroy homestead and he married her because 
a spouse can't be forced to testify against a spouse and all the charges were dropped so (sighs) I think it's like at this point we need to jump in and go hang on a minute how how why where and who how can they drop charges like how can by law they drop charges when the wedding isn't even legal to start with it's the appellations. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> just then. Surely there's there's no law in in just in general. So this is part of the whole thing about this. I mean, we'll talk about McElroy's lawyer was called Richard Jean McFadden, and apparently he was a mob lawyer out of Kansas City. So basically, he he knew all. I'm not going to say the tricks of the trade, the dirty tricks. Yeah, exactly. He knew how to work within the law, using the law to get people off. While the bad people, so he he used uh, correct. Like I can't really. He he took the money, but. When you're a defence attorney, do you have any morals? Do you, do you just take the money? You, you've got a duty to uphold your client. Do you know what I mean in that kind of respect? But he used everything within the law to help him, whereas outside of court, he just went, no, I didn't know Ken was sat outside that foster family's house with a loaded shotgun for six hours while looking eerily at their daughter. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what it is, right? Phoenix Wright never had to defend anybody like this. I don't know what you would do. Well, exactly. Like, God, you're not only the clown, you're the whole circus. Uh, so I never thought about it like this. Yeah. Given that I know so much about serial killers, I never actually thought, oh, yeah, they have their own Phoenix Wrights. Huh. This is it as well, and they work... Like there's nothing they can't lawyers can't do anything illegal, obviously, because it wouldn't be like no judge is gonna go, Well, you're breaking the law in court, what the fuck are you doing? Kind of thing. But if he the can destruction of evidence is illegal. They're just like, I didn't do it though. Yeah, but if what, he can keep evidence you got? these people out of jail and these people are free to walk around they don't know that they're walking round outside the witness's house with a loaded gun, do they? <laughs> this is true. So it's it's kind of teamwork on both these these parts. Obviously, he knows what's going on. He just doesn't care because it's nothing to do with him at the end of the day, and he's being paid. And the uh, McFadden did say he loved working with for or working with McElroy because he always paid in cash. And he did exactly what I told him to in court. So He's still a douchebag. Oh well, with a hundred percent. But he was just doing his job. Now we can hark back to the Nazis and say, yeah, that's what that's what they said at the Nuremberg trials. I was just following orders. I was just doing my job. It's whether you've got a conscience or not that comes into it, uh, and lawyers don't. So you know you what go. it is, though. I think like. When it comes to war and stuff, like, I, I think probably a lot of the uh, 
because like, everybody forgets you know this was in captain america everybody forgets that the first country that hitler invaded was germany was his own um and i, I think maybe that a lot of those kind of people were blackmailed into joining up and doing horrible things because their families would have been hurt do you know what i mean if somebody said to you i'm gonna murder your children if you don't do this you would do it yeah of course of course and i mean as well with the the, the nazis i mean you have to think it was they they'd suffered horrible economic losses after the the first world war they'd lost territory it was just after the great depression as well so yeah. people needed to eat people needed jobs and yeah. if you've got someone offering you that, and as well, they had the black shirts out on the street that would round up anyone that said a bad word against the Nazis. So yeah. you've, it, it, it's kind of like, I'm just going to blinkered. I'm just doing this. I'm not getting involved. This is just my job. I just do this. That's it. You just want to protect yourself and your family. Do you know what I mean? Like Exactly. We've all, we've you've all, got to see it from like all angles, haven't you? Yeah, we've got, we've all got to put food on the table. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, it is what it is. But this guy has no excuse. Oh, God, no. No, he's a a lawyer. He's been on the bar. And later on in life, he was a... uh, He did lobby... Did lobbyist work for the Senate as well. So he he did rise up through the ranks. Uh, I wonder how that occurred. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And he did... McFadden got him... Got McElroy acquitted of 21 charges over two decades. What? Wow. No, well, it's like one a year, but they're felony charges. Never mind misdemeanors and stuff. So he would. McElroy never saw the inside of a jail. Well, thank God this lawyer wasn't around when uh, Gary Glitter was about. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Guardian, <laughs> that's all I can say. Yeah. So things could have turned out very differently. Yeah, definitely. So. 21 charges over two decades. So you've got to think that these these people out there around the the where he's living, which was Skidmore in, uh, which is just north of Kansas City in in Missouri, who sounds like a charming place. Yeah, who had been wronged by him. Uh, what it, it, one of the charges that he did get it get off on was uh, he shot a farmer after the farmer tried to chase him off his own land. Right. <laughs> so McElroy was on this farmer's land trying to steal. Or, well, that's. I don't know if he's trying to steal, but he was on this farmer's land without proper authority. The farmer went, Hey, what are you doing? And got shot. And he shot. <laughs> wow. And then hmm. McElroy didn't. Got let off. Got let off. So, wow. obviously, you can only imagine what this community's been through. This guy is a bully. He's stealing from local people. He doesn't care. He just shows up. So, there's attention there already. And for the, the locals, the police are doing nothing. The justice system isn't doing anything for them. And they've had this time and time again. And then in 1980, this is where it all kind of came to a head. So... Trina was shopping at the local store, which was run by 70-year-old Ernest Bobo and Camp and his wife Lois. And one of the children that Trina was with was accused of shoplifting. Now, Bo's daughter has said that it was a misunderstanding. They knew shoplifting happened because people were down on the look. 
you know they they didn't expect it but they had like a certain leeway with it so she said they never directly accused her of shoplifting it was just the case of the child the kid may have took some sweets and walked off without even acknowledging it kind of thing Mm -hmm. but trina saw this in a different kind of way and so bear in mind Trina's grown up now. She's no longer a kid, but she's been under the yoke of McElroy for since she was a child. So she's been she's been molded she, by him. She gone over to the dark side. Well, exactly. I mean, it's a common theme in 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 abused wives, especially mm. when they when they start so young that they kind of look on on their abuser as, as oh no he didn't mean to do it. It wasn't like that kind of thing. That Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh I mean with with in Trina's case as well, she's gone on record saying when uh McElroy burnt down her parents' house, she said no it was faulty wiring. It wasn't he didn't do it. it there must have been faulty wiring in the house. So He was stood outside with a blowtorch and a stack of hay. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, it was faulty wiring. Yeah. So she's 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 smitten by him or whatever, he's got control yeah. over her. Uh but she she was she was pissed off at this so she went and told McElroy and McElroy saw his ass big time and he drove back to the store and he threatened Bo and Lois and apparently he offered Lois money to fight Trina Uh, (laughs) now bear in mind she's wow she's she's 60 odd and uh, (laughs) Trina's 20-ish so uh (laughs) Wasn't really going to happen. Uh, Did she just say like no, uh, no, thanks. Right, you're all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave that one. Uh, <laughs> what did he think she was going to say? How much? Yeah, that was what have you fifty, hundred. Uh, Bring her on. Two fifty. Get I'll that bitch it, yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. They thought it had ended there. Bo and Lois thought that had ended there. But McElroy started to stalk the family. And he'd be outside the store every night when they closed. And one night when Bo was unloading goods at the back, uh, McElroy went up to him and shot him through the neck with a shotgun. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's that's really precise to shoot him through the neck with a shotgun, I mean. Well, he just went straight up to him and just went bang. That would have blown the, tol- the whole top half of him away. You would have thought so, but miraculously, Bo survived. What? How shit a shot was McElroy? Yeah. Uh, it went, it apparently, I think it, in, it entered into his neck, but rather, I think, I think it got deviated on its way, so it didn't really hit anything. But it did. It's like, a shotgun eh, shell. Exactly. It did. It did mess him up big time. Uh, so amazingly, like I don't know why I'm saying amazingly, but McElroy was arrested by a state trooper who had run-ins with him, and when he found out this has happened, he knew which route he'd take because he wouldn't go the direct route. He'd go the back roads and try and sneak out of town. So he was arrested and. I'm saying amazingly because McElroy had shot at police officers in the past 
and nobody wanted to get involved with him. Uh, but the state, he, he, he arrested him and he was charged with second-degree assault. Now, you may think second-degree assault isn't that big a deal when you could be charged for attempted murder and whatnot. But the thing is, is because his lawyer was so slippery and because they knew the or, or the new the 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 DA knew that he'd try and get out of this he went for the 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 thing that would get a conviction rather than anything he could wriggle out now david bard was the was the prosecutor of Nordway County and he was 27 years old. He was just out of law school, like two years out of law school. He didn't know what he wanted to do. And the only reason he took the job of a prosecuting attorney in Norway County is because his father said, oh, nothing ever happens around here anyway. <laughs> and in 1981... Easiest job going. Yeah, in 1981, he was sworn in and literally a couple of weeks later, this was his first case. Uh, it was it it is just so bizarre that that all this happened so he he got the conviction he got McElroy was convicted for for second degree assault and he was sentenced to two years not a lot what yeah he spent one night in jail and then was posted out on a 40,000 bond. Now, if you know anything about bonds, you need to just pay 10% of that. So all all he had to pay, put down, was four grand, and he was out. And as he had money around all the time, he probably had some saved away for a rainy day and something like this. I never understood, like bail and bonds and stuff like why do they even give criminals that option hey we're gonna lock you away but if you've got lots of money which it's incredibly likely that you have because you're a proper dodgy dealer you could pay your way out just give us the money and the criminals are like yeah sure it's no skin off my nose whatever exactly but then (laughs) why do they give people that option (laughs) don't know but then if you skip bail then you've got dog after you and uh, <laughs> the badass bounty hunter. <laughs> Go crack, yeah, bro. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Still, though. No, I know. I, 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 it's it's down. I don't, I don't know how it works. I really don't know how it works. And I don't know why you don't have to post the full amount. Because, it's nuts, right? Yeah, because obviously, I mean... What, what I, I don't know off the top of my head, but OJ was on bail and he could obviously afford to pay the full amount <laughs> yeah. of his, but it's still only 10%. And then if you go fucking missing, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Damn. At least you're making money if they fuck off and you get the most, the, the, the maximum amount rather than just 10 How pissed off would you be if, they fucked off, if he fucked off now and they're like, oh, we've lost out on like came $36,000 there. I mean, he's got away, but we've got the money. So, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, this, it's clearly... They're like, mm, yeah, let's let's make it a bit foolproof so that, yeah, even if they do get out and get free, at least, you know, we get a little bit out of it. Yeah, yeah. There's just... This is this, the justice system. The, Where is the justice? Exactly. There is no justice. They're oh here, especially. Jesus. Uh oh. 
I hate this. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's starting to get better. It is starting to get better, okay. though. Uh, I say that. Uh, oh, God. As soon as he got out on uh, on bail, he went to the local tavern, McElroy, with a rifle with a bayonet attached to it. Which One of is his a, antiques. Yeah, which is a detail <laughs> which I thought, that's... it. Why? I mean, it's handy to have. Yeah, to, to, if when you can drop your keys and you can't bother bending down, you just hook it through the, <laughs> the burner, I suppose. But, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, so he, he started drinking in the tavern and he was telling, he, he was just shouting out loud how he was going to kill all the Bowen camps, not just Bowen Lois, but their children as well. Uh, wow. So, as this was a clear violation of his bail, which he had only received hours earlier, he was reported. And, amazingly enough, his lawyer managed to delay the fucking bail hearing. Oh my god, this guy's good. So I've got to hand it to him, he's good. So, yeah, and he was, he was still out and about, and he was still a free man. And everyone's like shaking their head now. So what they did was what the sheriff decided to do was uh, have a town meeting, and he called all the <laughs> residents who'd been affected by the actions of McElroy into the town hall meeting. And do you know what his su- his suggestion was? Bring your torch and pitchforks. No, well, kind of. He said, <laughs> "Why don't you all set up a neighbourhood watch?" And right. he went. You're the sheriff. <laughs> Why don't you do a fucking job? Right, you set up a neighborhood watch, bro. <laughs> yeah, like why don't you have some police round it's here? It's called cops. Yeah. What we paid our taxes for, man. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> So this this the I mean that's that's what that's what your sheriff is telling you. Like, you're basically saying we can't do anything about him because we're scared of him, so yeah. you do it. Then, what what are you going to do? I mean, there was 400, 446 residents of Skidmore County, and they didn't have a police force based in Skidmore County, but it was... it was They, they had police there, and 200 people attended this meeting. So, this was a meeting called together to deal with or to find answers how to deal with McElroy. So, two hundred people were pissed off. That's more. That's just less than fifty percent of the population. So, two hundred people have got something to say about it. And the chef and the sheriff goes, "It's on you. You're not just. Pu- you're, you're not pulling your weight. Come on. You need to invest in yourselves." And you go right. Well, guess what we're going to do? <laughs> You're on your own. Figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to turn a blind eye. Yeah. So, as this neighbourhood watch... The neighbourhood watch... As this town hall meeting was uh, letting out, <laughs> word got around that McElroy was again in tavern drinking. Now, I was trying to figure out how would they know this this quickly? Like, because there's no phones, obviously, mobile phones or anything like that. So, but when McElroy was on trial for the 
for what he did to Bo Bowenkamp, the the residents had set up a system. So when he was in the tavern, uh, because everyone thought he was actually going to kill the Bowen camps, so when he came into town, the residents had set up a system. So if he went into the tavern, the tavern owner would send the children to the store and say, can we buy some paper towels? And the <laughs> Bowen camps would know that he was in town. That is suspicious fuck, though. <laughs> Could they not have said, like... Could we buy some chewing gum or could we buy a slush puppy, please? I don't if know. If a kid came in and went, Can I buy some paper towels? I'll be like, know. You are up to no good. Yeah, I don't know if it was exactly that, but there was they they had kind oh. of they had kind of code words. Oh, were you just generalizing? Right? Yeah, sorry. I didn't oh. know what the code word was, but they, they had Oh man. I know, yeah. Like, oh, what are you TPing? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but this is how bad it had got that they had to set up their own in jungle telegraph this kind of these code words <laughs> sending their kids out and the kids don't know what they're doing they just go and buy in like paper towels or in candy or whatever got but, more paper towels than i know what to do with here <laughs> why have we got what are we gonna this? use all these for <laughs> who's been having kebabs i don't understand <laughs> so yeah so word got back to the residents that were in this town hall meeting that uh, McElroy was in the tavern and he was drinking and he was again saying, gonna do anything and everything to everyone. And about 40 of them went, nah, not having this. So 40 of them descended into the tavern and just all stood there looking at him while he's drinking. (laughs) And this is Missouri, so people have got firearms on them. I don't know if it's open carry state, but they're farmers. They work in the sticks. They've they've not got a police station, so what the fuck don't matter. Uh, so there were guns around. So they're just all silent, looking at him. I I assume arms crossed, giving him the stink eye <laughs> kind of thing, and. Uh, he kind of got the message pretty quickly and uh, he drank up, bought a six-pack of beer on his way out and him and Trina got into their car. Now, the 40 residents followed them out onto the street and they were just looking at him and then all of a sudden, the shots rang out and Trina was... I'd say rescued, but she was escorted out of the truck that they were in and taken away from the area. But McElroy was hit by two different guns, some bullets from two different guns. One was a rifle and one was a uh, handgun. And the shots lasted for at least 20 seconds. Wow. They wanted to make sure he was definitely dead. That is a double, triple tap. Yeah. Uh, and Good call. To make, well, not to make sure, but just to put the nail in the coffin, no one rang an ambulance. <laughs> no one. <laughs> he sat there with, like, no arms, legs, or head, and they're like, you all right? <laughs> do, you think, do you think he's all right? I don't know. Mm. Looks a bit pale. <laughs> yeah. Let's not ring an ambulance, just because yeah, I don't just... trust this guy. He could still not be dead. Yeah. He's got well, no head! Give it a while. Uh <laughs> Like, they, they didn't care so much so that when the police got there uh, to investigate shots fired, 
uh, his engine was still running because when he died, his foot slipped onto the accelerator. He was still in park, so he weren't moving. Uh, but his engine was, was still, yeah, it was still revving. And uh, an insult to injury. Yeah. So there, he, he he died there and then. And uh, out of forty six potential witnesses, there was only Trina uh, who gave evidence, and she actually named who she thought the killer was. Well, pretty much, she probably seen who it was. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know what? Not even going to name him because uh, don't care. <laughs> to be quite frank, uh, I think personally, I think this this guy deserved to die. He was uh, definitely. He was bully, and he he shot a dog twice. Uh, could have been two dogs. Yeah, could have been two different dogs as well. I mean, you don't know yeah. the amount of dogs he shot. That was the only ones we know about. Uh, exactly. He deserves to die just on that premise alone. Yeah. So horribly. Yeah, no charges were ever brought against anyone in town, and even today. Obviously, a lot of the people who were kind of involved in this have maybe passed on or they're, they're getting up there anyway. Uh, but no one, no one's been charged and no one said anything. Uh, Trina, Nothing. Kudos to those people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. It's like uh, Bo, uh, Bo Bonecamp's daughter, she, she said... Even if we knew, because obviously she wasn't part of this this group, but she kind of knew it had happened. But she said, even if even if we knew who it was, we wouldn't say, just because of the amount of failures that we'd had. I mean, the justice system didn't do anything for them. They let this guy out. Granted, his lawyer worked the system, but. The police didn't stand up for these people. The justice system didn't stand up for these people. The only thing they could do was stand up for themselves. Yeah. And they did. And uh, Which is usually the way with bullies, let's face it. it yeah, it is. You've, You've got, got to give punch them back. <laughs> a square kick in the nuts, uh, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. And and this guy was the... He, he was just a bully from start to finish. And, it, I mean... I mean Trina, she was she she moved away and she got remarried, uh, but she died at the age of fifty something from cancer. Uh, the person who was named to be the killer, and if you want to look, go and have a look. It's online. I'm not going to say his name because I he wasn't charged, so I'm not going to yep. associate his name with being a killer. Uh, he passed mm-hmm. away in. 2007 I think or maybe maybe a little bit uh, later so he's taken whatever secrets he's got to his grave and uh, the best news of all the lawyer is dead as well yay so uh, so yeah I mean I the certain that lawyer is in hell driving around in a shit rover next to Hitler yeah oh he's just in the ground Okay. But whatever. Uh, My vision's more fun. Yeah, no, it is, it is. It, it, I mean, I, but like I said, uh, yeah, he was just, he was just doing what he needed to do. But whatever. Uh, 
I think he was an asshole. He was. He was. He certainly was an asshole. But it was his job. Whereas McElroy made the choice to be an asshole. If you know what I mean, he went out of his way to put people through misery. Where the lawyer was just working with what he had. I don't know. Mm. I don't, I'm not trying to defend him in any way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Okay. Kind of thing. I think there's it uh, asshole hundred percent. But uh, uh, David Brad <laughs> left office. Uh, recently and he uh as he signed the new case over to the new guy who who took his office i think he said uh yeah you're not gonna solve this really and i think the <laughs> new guy went I'm not even gonna try <laughs> to be quite frank uh close the case yeah put it on the top shelf in the dusty cupboard yeah i mean as because there's no one, maybe maybe McElroy's children, maybe that's why it could still be an active case, but no one is going to be trying solving this. Uh, I mean, like, like. I can't like, imagine he was very nice to his kids either, let's face it. Exactly. He wasn't a very nice man. He was probably horrible to his kids as well. This, this is the thing. So, I mean, do you want that i mean do you want like you just want to disown that memory because he's gone now and then just move on with your life and pretend he never existed exactly exactly uh and i think that's 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 what we all should do with these people so is murder justified yeah Uh, but yeah i mean not in not in all cases obviously but in this one yeah, in, in in this one, I think I think yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I can't think of a more deserving person, really. Uh, but that's it. If you live a shit life, you 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 have shit actions and 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 then consequences. I mean, all do all the actions you want in the world, but then don't start crying when there's consequences to them actions. Yeah, and calm's a bitch, and it will bite you in the ass. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So can confirm. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was the uh, the horrific story of Ken Rex mm. McElroy and his justified question mark murder. Hmm. Uh, is that yeah. that's gonna be? Is that gonna be the tagline for the video? Is murder justified? Yeah. <laughs> getting cancelled yeah i know right, clickbait in it i was gonna say i'm gonna try it anyway yeah, clickbait fuck it uh, uh we need to stop working i'll tell you that uh you need to start attending well well yeah i mean it's, it's a, i don't know it's oh mm-hmm. god swings around about isn't it I stop working mm-hmm. at that you can have to work harder here uh <laughs> don't know which one's worse uh oh, wow thanks <laughs> i love you dearly as well <laughs> Belland. Speaking of douchebags. Yeah, on that bombshell. Uh, <laughs> that was the MO podcast with me, as always, Conservation San. And me, Atreya. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we shall see you next time. The MO podcast. The MO podcast. The MO podcast. <laughs>